0: everyone, and welcome back to the Red Beard Outdoors podcast. I'm Jonathan, your host, and here at Red Beard Outdoors, I talk about faith, family, fitness, and the outdoors, because I'm on this journey to be a better version of myself, and I want to share that with you through the amazing conversations that I get to have, like today, share them with you on Saturdays, and then Tuesdays I do gear reviews and tinkering. Tuesdays covers your gear reviews and your mindset, so uh, stick with me, come along on this journey. Hopefully you gained something from these conversations. Today I've got an amazing conversation for you. My buddy Clint, uh, he was one of the original guests on the show, and he's just been an outstanding individual. Uh, he will try and get you to quit your nine to five and pursue your passions. He's one of those guys that just, he's done it, has created a great life for himself. Uh, he's got some amazing children Uh, He does just some outstanding things, but he has started something called Spark Adventures. You'll probably hear me say it a lot, Spark Industries, because that sounds cool too. Uh, But Clint just wants to share his passion for the outdoors with you. So he started Spark Adventures to spark that passion of the outdoors in you, So definitely go follow along. I'm going to leave links down below, guys, so you can go check out his stuff. But before we get into the conversation, I do want to remind you that if you get something out of this, it helps a ton to leave a follow and review. Uh, if you're listening to this on the podcast, and if you go over to YouTube, subscribe to the channel, leave a comment, uh, share on any of the social media platforms that you use. And if you don't use them, then share it with a friend. I'd love To see this continue growing. It's thanks to you guys, the listeners, that this podcast continues to grow. And I really appreciate your support. Now, without further ado, guys, let's get into this conversation with Clint McKinnis and Spark Adventures. Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Redbeard Outdoors Podcast. Today I've got an amazing guest for you guys. He's been on the podcast before, and uh man, I I didn't even look back. I should have looked back to see what episode it was. You were one of my first guests. Back when I was just getting started and uh, not nearly as good as I am now, which I still am terrible, but it was even worse back then. So don't go back and check those out. You can go listen to the podcast with Clint, but none of my solo episodes back then. Um, but this is Clint McKinnis. He is just an amazing guy that loves to stab people for a living as a tattoo artist. Uh, he has some crazy designs that honestly, like they blow my mind. Um, if... And he's going to say when, but if I ever get a tattoo, uh, he's going to be the guy I'm going to go to cause he knows what he's doing. So with that being said, he recently started, uh, spark adventures and spark adventures is, well, I'm going to let Clint introduce that as well. But Clint, for those that didn't know you back in the previous podcast episode, who are you in a nutshell?
1: Uh, my name is Clint McKinnis. I was born in 1984. I don't know how deep you want to go on that. So uh yeah I'm a I'm a tattoo artist I grew up here in uh in uh, northern Utah on a little farm and um still live in the same little town uh just work in a bigger town and um yeah I I like to I grew up outside but not like uh I have been lately and uh it's it's really put a lot of emphasis on on my life as far as how I live it And so it's, it's changed a lot of my life and, uh, yeah, I just kind of want to share that with more people.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. And you know, the whole getting outside thing, it it may be kind of new to you, but you know, growing up in Utah, I mean, you get to wake up and just the views, I mean, you take some, some awesome photos and share them as well. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just such an amazing view that we get to have, uh, in our backyard that you can go and and drive 10, 15 minutes maybe. And, and you've got different trailheads that you can hit things that you can, we've got so many opportunities for hunting mule deer, turkeys coming up here soon. We've got elk. Um, we've got a bunch, just a bunch of stuff that we can go out and do. And then on top of that, during the summer, you can go backpacking, hiking, camping, all of those good things as well. And you're getting ready to head out on a bear hunt. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We actually leave Friday morning. So, I'm today's like my pack up day, get everything ready today. So, uh, yeah, <clears throat> just trying to, trying to get the last minute stuff done. You know how that is. Um, get the house ready for, for me being gone, but yeah, we'll be out <laughs> for nine days on that. I'm super excited about it.
0: Yeah, no, well, that's exciting. And hopefully by the time this podcast comes out, we'll have a, a bear rug somewhere in your office that we can go show yeah. off. But, uh, you know that that's that's really exciting to be able to go out and uh, do some bear hunting just here. We you can drive up to Idaho, you can drive out east a little bit. You've got some opportunities here in Utah as well. Um, but talk to us a little bit here, Clint, about first off, um, you know, just kind of going back to where where you started with uh, tattooing. Uh, that's all. That's an interesting industry for a lot of people because you don't. Honestly, I don't look at Clint and think tattoo artist. Um, When I first met you, if I hadn't known that you had done Dan's uh, arm, I I wouldn't have known you were a tattoo artist. Uh, Just a dude with a beard that likes to get after it and enjoy the outdoors. So where where did the whole tattoo artist thing start from?
1: Uh, I actually really hate this question because it shows exactly what type of person I am. And you'll get this here in a second. But, uh, (laughs) tattooing started because of my arrogance. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Tattooing started because of my arrogance. Um, I grew up with a pencil in my hand. Um, I was drawing all the time. Um, didn't really care about school, uh, even to the point where I failed classes in high school because I was too busy drawing. Um, just did not care about anything else. It was, it was fun to me and that's what I wanted to do. Um, instead of, you know, algebra. So sometimes you have to retake algebra class because you you were too busy drawing and that's okay but uh yeah grew up doing art um <laughs> as much as I possibly could and uh when I got my first couple of tattoos about in my mid-20s I I got a couple of them and I was looking at one and this is the arrogant part of me that came in and said I feel like I could do a better job than this guy uh and that is a very arrogant thing to say cuz everything's easier on the outside right uh but i i went and found an apprenticeship and worked my butt off and turned around and uh within within probably 2 or 3 years i'd i'd quit my my job i was working at uh the Kennecott copper and um yeah i'd i'd quit my job probably 3 years later and uh now i'm just about to hit my seven-year mark of not having a real job and uh, kind of following my passion on that side of things.
0: No, that's awesome. You know, it's it's a, a true testament of, yeah, it may have been a little arrogant, but at the same time, there's something that, um, I hate to be a little ironic here, but uh, sparked in you, right? <laughs> there's something that, that genuinely, you know, was... It, it, it was a, it was a little spark of maybe arrogance, but at the same time you pursued it and you may not have been better than that dude at the time, but I've seen a lot of your work now and I don't know how you do it. Like I can color in the lines and draw stick figures, <laughs> let alone, you know, putting a, a needle in my hand and putting that on someone's skin. Yeah. So it's cool to see some of the stuff that you've done, um, you know, on, on people that I know. And, and so, yeah, maybe it started with arrogance, but at the same time you take that and you pursue it by going all in on something, you learn it. You don't just go out and haphazardly do it. You, you go out and you learn, and then you want to share it with others, right? So, I mean, there's literally, I don't even know how many people are out there now that are walking around with artwork from Clint on them at this point. Uh, But, you know, now you've kind of, you've taken that passion and you've turned it towards the outdoors. And this is something that I really wanted to to talk a little bit about talk to us about Spark I'm going to call it Spark Industries that's sticking I don't care if that's yeah. the true LLC or not <laughs> we'll I'm calling it one Spark shirt Industries it just so, has that although <clears throat> <laughs> Spark right <laughs> what's the what's this Spark Adventures and and give us a little breakdown on that
1: so um that actually came about because of what I do in tattooing um I I live my normal life uh and People come in, and I when when you come in to get tattooed by me, it's not like, "Hey, bring some headphones, and we're not going to talk to each other for three or four hours," which is the way a lot of artists work, and I respect that, I understand it. Um, but uh, myself, I prefer to talk to people, and uh, as I have went through my journey of of getting more outdoors over the last few years, um, and and more into hunting and uh, fly fishing and all of this stuff, I would come in after sharing this kind of stuff on social media and my clients would a lot of them are like, man, like I wish that I could go and do all the stuff that you're doing. It looks really fun. Like you're always on these adventures and and you're out trying new things and um I'm I'm never afraid to try something new. And it it occurred to me that people aren't really afraid to try something new. There's just a lot of barriers of entry for what we do, right? Uh, say, say fly fishing. If you were to, if you were to want to go and do fly fishing, you either have to go and buy 1500 to $2,000 worth of stuff just to go and try it out to see whether or not you like it. Uh, you've got to get a guide. So there's another 250 to $500 a day. Um, and you've got to, you've got to have all these things in place So there's a very big barrier to entry in, in a lot of the things that I do shooting a bow, same thing you're a thousand dollars in, in just equipment before you can even start shooting a bow. Um, backpacking, same kind of thing to get the right equipment to make sure that you have a good time. There's a lot of money to be spent there, not to mention the knowledge on these things. That's stuff that you can't really just go and buy, right? Like no amount of money can, can give you those things. So I, I sat back and I thought to myself, um, well, well, a lot of you guys can go and do these things. You just haven't taken the initiative to go and do them. And it is a little bit intimidating when you start thinking about the money involved and, and what that takes. And I thought, well, what, like I have the ability to take people with me occasionally. Like, why am I not doing that? And so I I tried to figure out a way that I could do that for someone who was willing to go on an adventure. It didn't matter I don't care if you know how to fly fish. I want to take you on a fly fishing trip. I don't care if you know how to shoot a bow. I want to take you out and shoot the total archery challenge with you. I don't care what you know. If you're willing to go out and have an adventure, I want to take someone on that because I want them to see how cool this life really is. There's a lot of people that miss out on just the good stuff in life because of these barrier to entries or... They, they're intimidated or whatever it may be, they miss out on that stuff. And I want more people to experience that. And if I can show them that, it's even better. Um, not, not because it's me, but I love watching people do that. I love watching someone catch their first fish. Uh, I love watching someone pick up a bow for the very first time and, and hit the target where they were aiming and, and that kind of stuff. I love seeing that stuff, and I really want to help people do it more. Um, so I started Spark with the intent of, Hey, um, everybody who buys one of our product is entered in to win a trip to come out and do some of these things with us. Uh, this first one that we're giving away, which actually ends today. Um, so that when this podcast comes out, we'll already be into the next phase. But the first one that we're giving away is a fly fishing trip in Utah. We've got a guide for the day. We have all the equipment that you'll need, uh, waiters, rod, everything is included. Uh, we're going to take you out and show you a good time on the water. And we're going to make sure that you get hooked up on some fish, even if you've never done it before, even if you've never had a fly fishing pole in your hand, um, we're going to make sure that you get the hang of it enough and you have a good time while you're out there doing it.
0: That's amazing. And honestly, it's, <clears throat> fly fishing is one of those things like I've always grown up and enjoyed fishing. Uh, when I got into fly fishing, which I don't have any of that fancy equipment. Uh, but just going out on a lake with a kayak with my son and having him toss his regular rod out, and then just that active motion of back and forth, tossing it, watching the fly land on the water. And it'd be cool to, to actually get someone to teach me how to really do it. But just a little bit that I know it's fun. I love topwater fishing and trout and bass for me are kind of my top two, uh, to kind of, to target. And so, you know, the idea of going out with a, with a pro and someone passionate about it, such as yourself, and then a pro that really enjoys, you know, getting out and teaching people, because obviously you've vetted this person, you've gone with this person and, uh, and at the same time, Clint, you know, doubles as a therapist, he's not just a tattoo artist, but you know, you get a little bit of therapy in there with Clint too, and maybe a good hug. And, uh, you learn how to have an awesome beard, which by the way, it still stings that, you know, the first time my kids <laughs> met you, the first thing they said to me when I got back was dad, why does he have a better beard than you? So, uh, <laughs> it's just luck that's of the something draw, that, man. that I'll never live down. <laughs> I know. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but in our in reality, that's that's awesome. I agree with you that there's a lot of barriers to entry with archery, with fly fishing, and we can take that for granted, just like we take for granted the mountains that we have in our backyard, because you and I have this drive to learn more. And so we surround ourselves with people who are experts in the field and we soak up that knowledge and then we go and apply it. And we find the joy in that. there's not a lot of people that either have the time for that or make the time for that or even know where to get started. so it's really cool that <clears throat> that you're giving this away uh so that you can go and teach someone with a pro, but also have the fun adventure of being out there with a uh, tattoo artist therapist and president of Spark industries clint <laughs> so uh this is this that's a pretty cool adventure man thats that's really awesome
1: <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been kind of fun to watch and I, I didn't expect it to take off like it did. Um, I, I thought, you know, there's going to be a couple of people who, who buy some things and, uh, they're all going to be local cause that's where my clientele base is and, and all of this. And, uh, it took off immediately to the point where I didn't think I was going to catch back up. Um, we have people buying from all over the country, <laughs> uh, which is, is really cool, um, to see. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of me playing catch up now cause I'm running out of sizes and, and I've got to learn how to, how to run a different business than tattooing. Um, which is, I mean, it, it's fun and it's a challenge to me. Um, but it's also like, yep, there's one more thing on my plate and, and one more thing I got to get ready to, to figure out. So yeah, it's been fun. Um, and I cannot wait to get our first person in on this fly fishing trip, man. Like I'm, I'm chomping at the bit to, to get this first winter picked and start planning a day of, of when we can get them out here and and take them up on the river.
0: Oh, for sure. So what, what is it about fly fishing that you enjoy? I kind of dabbled on some things that, that I really enjoy about it, but what is it about fly fishing that stands out to you? Why don't you go out there with a bobber and a worm and just sit on the bank?
1: Uh, kind of the same reasons of you man i i like being active i like watching stuff i've actually never fly fished in a lake um i have conventionally fished in lakes uh and uh, i did that for a number of years we we chased bass all over this country and um now i've just kind of moved into to fly fishing more and it's it's very active to me um the only times i've fly fished have been on a river so there is a constant movement to it and to stand in a river, whether you're knee deep or, or waist deep or whatever it is, to stand in a moving current that is actively trying to push you down and suck you under and keep track of where your fly is at on the, on the line or on the water and um, try, try and drop that in front of a fish's face or trying to figure out what the fish is eating exactly and, and breaking it down. It's a very mentally stimulating thing to me. Um, and I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm, I'm no expert by any means, but it's very mentally stimulating and it's very physically demanding at the same time. You're constantly moving and adjusting so that you're not getting pushed down further in the river. And, um, like I said, sometimes you're standing in ankle deep water, but other times you're up to your waist. And if you're an idiot like me, you've crossed in the river in too deep a spots and you've been up to your chest and you've had a real scary time. So, Uh, there's, there's a lot to it and it's a challenge and I love that part of it. And let's be real. I I do like catching the fish. That's, that's the overall goal to me. Um, but even a day out there where I go and catch one or two fish and I'm out there for four or five hours, I had a good time because I'm out in nature, period. If you, if, if it gives me an excuse to be in nature, I want to be there but standing in a river that's actively pushing against you. That's some pretty harsh nature for you.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Talk about resistance training and, you know, people look at fishermen and they're like, Oh, you, you just kind of standing there, but that's a good point. Um, you know, if you get into waist deep or, or higher water, you know, that water is trying to push you downstream uh, and having to fight that constantly while you're trying to cast a, a fly out there in the right spot. So, uh that, that's pretty cool. Now I'm gonna I, I heard you tell this story a little bit. You've talked to me a little bit about it. Uh talk about the um because you you like catching fish, but you also like catching some other animals with your with your fly rod. So uh tell us about tell us about that.
1: So the the trip that he's actually referring to is my first time ever fly fishing. Um and I had a I had a couple of guys who'd hit me up and said, Hey, come out fly fishing with me, I'm a guide let's make this happen. Um, you're going to have a blast. And, and I'd been somewhat resistant to it just for the, the lack of time. Um, and finally my buddy Skylar, he hit me up enough times that I was like, all right, I'll, I'll do it. I'm, and, and it did seem appealing to me. I just didn't place a priority on it yet, but I said, all right, let's, let's go out and we planned a day. And I said, tell me what I need to buy. And he's like, nothing, man, I've got everything you need. Don't worry about it. But you know, me, I'm very much like, I want to, I want to be my own person. I want to go out and I want to like get my own stuff. And so I went and spent a little bit of money, um, a lot of bit of money and, uh, got into it, uh, money wise. So, and it was more so that I knew that I was investing in it and it wasn't just a little like quick field trip for me. Um, so I went out and I, I took that upon myself and I bought what I needed and, Um, the day that we were supposed to go out, uh, I ended up leaving work a little bit earlier than I had planned and, and I text Skylar and Hey man, I'm, I'm going to be up there a little earlier if you want to meet me or if you can meet me earlier. And he said, I can't, I'm still going to be there at that time. And so I was getting up there probably about 30 minutes early, no idea about fly fishing, like no idea what I'm doing, but I'm very much, again, I want to get in and I want to do these things. I want, I'm actively like pushing towards those things so i uh i get out of the car and i had about 30 minutes and i'm like i can figure this out like i've seen a river runs through it i know how things go uh that's not at all how things go so don't don't ever go watch that movie and think that you can be a fly fisherman but uh i get out of the car (laughs) And I know how rivers move. So I'm watching the seam in the river and I'm like, okay, so that's, I think that that's where my line wants to be. And, and I start trying to make these casts and there's these little black birds that are, uh, dipping at the water right above kind of where I'm casting and, and, uh, they're eating the, the fresh hatch that is happening literally right there of, of insects. So they're hatching out of the water right there. And these birds are swooping down and grabbing them and eating them. And so I'm casting back and forth and I'm getting tangled up here and there and in trees. And I'm not having that great of a time, which again, if I had a, if I had waited a half an hour, uh, to have somebody who knew what they were doing, I wouldn't have done any of these things. But, uh, I, I make a, a decent cast and it, my line actually hits one of these birds and it wraps around this bird like 12 freaking times. Cause the bird went ballistic after that. Uh, and they're just tiny little birds, but I'm kind of freaking out in my head and I'm like, I just caught a freaking bird. Like (laughs) what in the world? But in my (laughs) head, it kind of (laughs) makes sense because they swoop the water right when the hatch is coming out and it makes sense. I'm like, oh yeah, this is probably a pretty common thing. Like no big deal. Walk over to my car, get this thing untangled. Um, and I took some pictures of it and let him go. He was pretty pissed off. Don't catch birds by the way. They do not like it. But, uh, I let him go. And about a couple minutes later, uh, Skylar pulls up and I'm, I'm still trying to figure out my line and I, I'm untangling it and stuff. And he pulls up and I'm like, dude, I went out and I tried to make a couple casts and I caught this bird. And he's like, no, you didn't. And I'm like, yeah, I'm dead serious. I got videos of it and I showed him and he's laughing. He's like, I've been fly fishing (laughs) for like 18 years and I've never seen this man. And I'm like, Oh crap. Like this has got to be a common thing. And he's like, no, I've literally <laughs> never seen it before. So I'm like, Oh, that's wild, man. And, uh, we get back on the water. He's, he hands me, um, one of his rods. It's already ready to go. And, uh, so I start casting it and he's showing me proper ways to do everything. And it kind of makes everything a lot easier on me, uh, to have that person there and ready. And so I, uh, I'm making these, these casts again. And before you know it, I have something on my line, but it's another bird. It's not a fish. Uh, So I'm now at two birds and no fish (laughs) and (laughs) Skylar's losing his mind at this point. And he's like, you know, I, I believed you when you said that you caught a bird, you didn't need to catch another one to prove this. Uh, and I'm, I'm, we're all just laughing about it. <laughs> There's another guy with us and he's losing his mind too. He's never seen it. And, uh, so it was, it was a really good day. Uh, and we get that bird untangled and send him on his way, another pissed off customer. Um, but we, uh, we end up fishing for a little while more and Skylar starts getting into the fish and figuring those out. And that ended up, uh, helping me to figure out. And I actually caught my first fish that day and it was a a decent sized Brown and I was hooked immediately. Um, No pun intended, but I, I just had a good time and I, I love getting to see that success, especially that early. That's really hard to do in something like fly fishing. If you don't have somebody next to you that knows what they're doing and, and having those people around us that know what they're doing is just, man, it's crucial for success. And, yeah, I, I can go out and I can learn how to fly fish on my own, but I'm going to do it a lot faster with a professional next to me.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. That's, and that, that's pretty funny. Uh, of course, leave it up to Clint to do something that no one really does. And not only do it once, but do it twice just to, just to shove it in your face and, and prove that he could do it. Uh, you know, that that's right. That, that's right. About, Right about on par with who Clint is, uh. So that that's pretty cool. Um, you know it, it's, I, I can understand that excitement of wanting to get out there and get started and, and it sounds like you were in a good spot, um. Especially with the insects just hatching right there, but but man, catching two birds, that's that's hilarious. And the fact that they survived, like you were able to, you know, get them loose and and get them on their way. Um, yeah, you know that that's pretty cool. So. Well, that's great. Um, So with, with the fly fishing and you're sharing that with other people, um, you know, is there anything else about fly fishing that just kind of stands out to you um, and why, why you're so hooked on it?
1: Um, not. Not necessarily fly fishing in particular. I do love being active and, and moving around a lot. I don't like just sitting on the bank and watching a bobber. Um, it, it doesn't sit right with me because I, I want to be moving. I want to be active in what I'm doing. Um, but fly fishing is is it's kind of a balance for me. I'm not the most graceful person and I'm not the most finesse fisherman that you've ever seen in your life. And fly fishing requires me to be that. Uh, It takes a lot of delicate movement at the right time when you have a fish on. And even when you're, even when you're casting, it takes these little micro movements that you can't just chuck it. And uh, that can be true in conventional fishing, but not like fly fishing. It's, it's an art when you learn how to cast correctly, it is an art. When you learn how to fight a fish correctly, which I'm still doing, trust me, James makes fun of me all the time for this. But uh, <clears throat> if I don't have those things on par, and they're not on that artistic side of things, it it doesn't match up, and the fish is going to break off. So it's a it's a very big challenge. <coughs> Excuse me, but uh, it it's. Hard for me in that sense. And I have to really work on being reserved and not just going and running through a wall, right? Uh that part is is huge for me. And I think that's the part that keeps me coming back all the time.
0: Awesome. Yeah, that's that's a great explanation of it. It it is very uh very active and very artistic, and you have to be present. You have to be there. If you're going to be successful, I mean, anyone can go out and cast a line, do whatever, but if you want to be successful at it, it definitely takes you being present and being able to tune out everything else. And that goes hand in hand with shooting bows, which, uh, that's really where, where I met you was through elk shape camp. All right. Brief interruption here. I'm going to go over some of the amazing sponsors and partners of the show. Of course, first form, first form outdoors and the Redbeards fit crew guys. I'd love to see you over there on Facebook. The links are down below. Come join us over there. We've got some great challenges going on every single month. You get to meet some individuals that just want to get better on a day to day basis. If you don't have Facebook, let me know. I'd love to get you in to our weekly calls so you can meet these individuals and uh, gather some contacts and, and get going with these relationships with people that will help you get better on a day to day basis. And then of course First Form has the best supplements on the market guys if you're looking for anything from a greens formula multivitamin protein source if you're looking for some jerky sticks to take up on the mountain with you hydration packs whatever it may be let me know and I'd love to point you in the right direction there use the link down below get free shipping on any order over $75 then of course we've got Alpen Fuel and Heather's Choice my go-to meals in the backcountry We've got Black Ovis, where you're going to find everything you need for the outdoors, guys, from boots to backpacks to food to cooking gear and more. Go check out Black Ovis. Best Digiscoping on the market, all-in Digiscoping. Then you've got A3 Archery Bow Strings, Cryptech, Kestrel Glassing Systems, Quattro Archery Stabilizers, Sheep Sheepfeet Custom Orthotics, Absolute Aid CBD, Mimetic, Affect Beard Oil, Muley Freak Bino Harness, Guys, go check these companies out. If you're in the market for any gear or anything as you're starting to stock up for your backpacking, hunting adventures that are coming up, definitely go check them out. And that supports the show. Thank you so much. Now let's get back to the conversation here with Clint. A couple years ago, and, uh, you know, shooting our bows and, you know, the Suckfest of Fitness, uh, you know, at that camp. Um, the, the tests that we went through and, and, you know, all, all of those things. And uh, there's, there's something to be said about, about sports or uh, activities that make you be present when you're shooting your bow. That's another prime example. And it's funny cause I was telling Joel at this last uh, elk shape camp in Wisconsin, I was like, you know, cause you know, every, every time I've shot in front of him, he beats the crap out of me and, and, and stuff and and he's he's impressed that you know i'm applying his his principles and i told him i said you know honestly it's really nice to have clint around because he'll do worse things to you than joel does to make sure that you're focused (laughs) when you're shooting and he was laughing so hard i was like yeah he'll literally he'll take an arrow stick it between your legs and whack both sides of your legs and he'll get in your face so much that you literally punch him in the face when you draw back, like, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and he, he got a kick out of that. Um, but what, you know, what got you into shooting bows? Let's, let's talk a little bit about that. What, what made you go pick up a bow?
1: Um, so I've, I've only been hunting for a few years now. Um, this is my fourth season, I believe. And the first year that I hunted, um, I knew that I didn't want a rifle hunt because I had seen, the, the pumpkin patch parade, uh, up on the mountainsides. And I don't like that amount of people <laughs> out there with guns. It's uh, kind of scary. So I did, I knew that I didn't want to do that, but I also knew that there was a lot involved in shooting a bow and shooting it consistently and well. So I didn't want to do that either. The first year that I hunted, um, we actually chose to do muzzleloader. And so it's kind of a nice mix, right? Uh, you don't have to wear orange cause there's not the amount of people out there, the amount of idiots out there. Um, but you also have to get a lot closer to your target than a rifle. Um, usually we're talking like less than 150 yards. And, um, so that was what I chose to do that year. And I went out and we were successful that year. We, both my, my wife and I at the time, um, killed deer and I felt awesome about that and I knew that I just can wanted to continue hunting um but I also saw how the intimacy of getting close to an animal really spiked everything inside of me figuring out how to get as close as I possibly could to something before pulling a trigger on something was was what excited me and um that first year of deer hunting, I, I got to a spot where, uh, deer were walking by me at, at five feet. Um, like I could reach out and touch them with the end of my gun at this point. And they had no idea I was there. And that was amazing to me. So I wanted more of it. Um, so I looked at buying a bow and, and again, just went all in, um, went and bought a bow and, uh, started shooting in the backyard and, just kind of found it fun because it it, it had that same um, kind of stress re- release as shooting a gun, but I could do it in my backyard and my neighbors wouldn't get mad uh, and no cops would be called or anything like that. So that was a nice part of, of shooting bows, <laughs> but I felt like that was where I wanted to go with everything. So uh, I pushed really hard and, and now that's pretty much all I do. Uh, It's, it's what I want to do. And that's how I want to be successful in hunting is just with a bow. So, um, yeah, it, it's again, that, that challenge of being right there in that moment, nothing else matters when you're stocking up in on a deer, you don't have to worry about the bills. You don't have to worry about your appointments. You don't have to worry about anything else. You have to worry about whether you're touching a weed and making a noise. And I just want to be in my body right there. At that exact moment, even if I'm not on a hunt, I want to get as close to possible as, as close as possible to an animal just to be in nature and just to be around those things, to watch how animals react and to, to see them that up close is, is a different thing in life. And, and I really like that stuff. Um, I, I just enjoy it a ton, but. It's also the biggest challenge in hunting, right? There's, there's nothing greater than trying to go out and, and get an animal down with a bow. That is a huge challenge and not a lot of people do that. Um, I did not get anything my first year. Uh, the second year, uh, was, was a different story. We went on our pig hunt together and, um, I got pigs down there and then I turned around and harvested a deer later that year. And it was a really good year. Um, and this year I'm, I'm kind of looking to do the same, only I'm going all in on elk. There's nothing else that exists this year, except for elk. Oh,
0: that's, that's awesome. And you know, it's, it's, it's cool that you made that transition and, and what gets you so interested in the archery aspect of it? Because, you know, it's a, it's a similar journey and it's funny that we, we never really met until elk shape camp, but it's also cool that that camp brings people that have those similar stories together. Uh, you're obviously, you grew up in twilla you're a tattoo artist. Like we probably would have never met, honestly, if it hadn't been for, uh, for going to that camp with the same mindset of we want to get better at shooting our bows. We want to get better at being better versions of ourselves and also get better at hunting because we want to get as close as we can to the animals. And, and that transition from muzzleloader and me, it was rifle muzzleloader to, to, um, to archery. Uh, you know, there's nothing like sitting there and seeing deer. I wish elk would do the same thing. I still have yet to have these experiences, but having deer come up to within 10 feet of you, five feet of you to where you could literally poke them with your arrow. Um, you know, or, I've been woken up from a midday nap with a deer sniffing me, probably thought it was dead, you know, things like that. It just, it's, it's a, it's a cool experience that you can't really put into words. People have to go out there and experience that, which again comes back to the passion that you have for this. You're turning it into wanting to share it with others. Uh, You know, in your story of coming into your office, you know, and, and, while you're in the middle of stabbing people and giving your therapy, those people are saying they want to go on those awesome adventures uh with you, which is which is cool. Or they they may not even say with you, but they want to go on these awesome adventures. And I had very similar experience as well, where I would go out and just go hiking with my kids and people don't realize how low a barrier of entry it is to just get out in the mountains. They just look at the mountains that they've grown up around and think that it's so hard to even go when all reality, you just got to pick a trailhead and go for a mile and you'll see things that you've never seen before in the city. So again, that's, that's kudos to you, man. That's really awesome that you wanted to share that with other people. Um, are you looking at like, this obviously is the first one that you're doing with the, with the, um, fly fishing. Are you looking to expand that in the future to bring other people on possibly hunts or are you going to stick to fly fishing or what's kind of your goal with this? With Spark Industries,
1: <laughs> I'm making one Spark Industries. <laughs> um, my my main goal is adventure <laughs> man. It it really doesn't matter to me what it is. Uh, I I am a little bit intimidated by trying to do a hunting version of this. Um, and that's simply because th- you, you've got to have so many things done to be. Uh, on a hunt where uh you're going to be effective and get stuff done um one you've got to have like your hunter's Mm -hmm. education card and you've got to get tags lined up and all of these little things have to be there in place before that one all of this other stuff like fly fishing Mm -hmm. we buy you a 25 five dollar fly fishing license if or fishing license if that's what need needs to happen um that stuff is is easier you don't have to take hunter's education to go with us on that so i am looking at other adventures hunting is kind of in the background on on spark um i may do something in the future but it's going to be a lower barrier to entry we're not going to take you out on a limited entry elk hunt we're going to do something like going to uh maybe one of the pheasant farms and and doing something like that like one of the one of the clubs that they shoot that kind of stuff, that kind of stuff I can see happening. Um, and, and maybe it will eventually get into something like that. But, uh, yeah, I right now I don't want to put hunting on the table for it, but it's also not completely off of the table. Uh, we are going to do backpacking trips. We're going to do right a lot of really cool stuff. Um, I, I had a buddy call me the other day and he added to the list of, of things. And I never know whether I want to say all of these things, right? Because they're, they're hard to line up and they're hard to put together. But we've got big plans and these are going to be year round. We're trying to do these every two months. We may have to extend that out just money wise. Um, we may have to extend it out to about the three month mark. But even if we're doing these once a quarter, we've got to have stuff that's planned for the summer. We've got to have stuff that's planned for the winter. We've got to have the the fall and spring cover too. So finding stuff that we can do in those areas in that timeline, that's gonna be part of the challenge too. And that's what I love. Um I'm I'm just excited to get people outside. It doesn't really matter the adventure right now. Uh but yeah, right now hunting's kind of kind of just there. Um it's not a focus of of Spark industries. Uh it's just a focus of of Clint right now and if it ends up being there and, and we make something happen that way, then we make it happen. But, uh, right now it's, it's just adventuring. Um, that next one's going to be shooting bows. There's a lot of people that haven't done that. And I think that that's going to be huge to take somebody on their first trip out to go shoot a bow. And it's going to be a, the total archery challenge, right? Like, yeah, we're going to give you some lessons before that, but that's going to be your first time, like really out with a bow. And what better place to, to do that mm-hmm. than knee deep in the mountains in Utah?
0: Yep. No, exactly. Yeah. There's there's things like that that, and you guys have a good range out there in Twila as well um, that you can go to a, a 3D archery range. Uh, there's you know one up in Ogden, uh, and then you know the Mountain Archery Fest, Total Archery Challenges. So that, you know, getting walking someone through and helping them get a bow set up and, and working through that with them as well. Um, you know, helping people recognize they don't have to go with the flagship bow their first time, just like you may not necessarily need to, I don't even know the brands of the the rods, but you don't have to go and, and buy the $1,500 rod and all the tackle to go with it, to bring you up to two grand. Uh, you know, you can start small, but also see the value of, upgrading to that nicer equipment when you realize you are hooked and you really do want to get into it. Um, I think people, especially nowadays with social media, there's so many people that see, they see me shooting the the newest PSE carbon bow, or they see Dan shooting the nicest Matthews or, you know, Cameron Haynes shooting the nicest Hoyt. And they're like, Oh man, I got to go get that. And then they go to their shop and they realize it's a 1200 to $1,800 bow. That's just the bow. Not alone, not, not, not to mention all the stuff that goes on it and not realizing that you can, you know, go down to that. I don't want to say lower level cause it's really not, but that mid level bow um, with a full setup and full kit and get started to go shoot tack uh, in no time. And you don't have to go spend three grand on a setup just to get in the mountains and not even shoot yet. So I, I think that that's a, that's a big deal as well as getting people hooked on it. And then also those resources that you obviously have with the, the outfitters or the guides and walking people through those baby steps so that they don't go out and spend two grand and then turn around and have to sell it on KSL for half of that because they went out one time and they caught two birds and are sick of fishing. So, you know, that's, <laughs> uh you you really did you took fly fishing to a whole new level like you literally you you got stuck on the word fly and you just you were like anything that flies i'm catching it right is that what that's what happened (laughs) i
1: i get tunnel vision and i don't recognize everything around me so i heard fly and that's what i go after is what flies uh but yeah it's (laughs) i have a real bad problem with tunnel vision but yeah i i think that that is a big thing is making sure that hey we can go and try this without you spending that kind of money and see if you even like it and and now let's let's kind of feed into the name here the reason i call it spark is because i hope that it sparks something in your soul and i hope it sparks some passion that maybe maybe it's maybe i take you on a fly fishing trip and you're like wow fly fishing was fun but it's not necessarily what i want to be passionate about and go and do maybe i want to go and do conventional fishing or maybe i want to go and I want to be more, more outside. I don't care what it is. I hope it sparks something inside of you and you realize, Oh man, I just want to be passionate about something. Maybe it just fires that passion up a little bit in one area or another. Um, It doesn't matter to me, but I, I I want it to spark something inside of you.
0: I love it. That's awesome. That's, you know, and that that's a you know I joke about Spark Industries because I, I think that gets stuck in my head because of Stark, because uh, my kids are you know they love Marvel, but um, in in all reality the the whole idea of sparking that sparking that interest is uh, that that's huge you know and and also there's so many people that have those ideas they have that spark that pops up again, that this is the pro of social media is that they, they see it and they're like, Oh, I want to go do those cool adventures. And then they go start looking it up and realize they're not exactly going to have that experience. And they don't realize that you can have just as awesome of an experience without needing to, again, financially spend all that money. You can, you can go and enjoy the outdoors for free you know you can literally as long as it's not crazy muddy or whatever you can go take your your day-to-day shoes and just go for a hike in most of our trails they're very well maintained and as long as you got some sunscreen some water maybe some snacks and some shoes you're good to go you don't have to have the nicest hiking boots and the nicest backpacking gear and the nicest sunshade with the non-chemical sunscreen that you know whatever you don't have to have all of that fancy stuff. You can just go and enjoy the outdoors as you are. And that I think that's a big deal. And I, I love that you've you've you know started off with that that you want to spark that in other people. So that's really cool.
1: Yeah I don't know if you guys caught that but Jonathan talked a lot about uh avoiding the sun and that's where you can tell he's real hard ginger right there because he gets sunburned when he goes outside. <laughs> He's got a hat. We got to have him covered up at all times. So the the normal adults don't need all that stuff, but uh, he's got to wear a hoodie inside so he doesn't get burned. <laughs> yeah, and this is another thing too. Is I I've had a lot of people reach out and they're like, "Hey, man, even if I don't win your your spark thing, how like how can I get in touch with your fly fishing guide? How can I go on a trip with him? Because the nice thing about James is. You don't have to go and buy a rod. You don't have to go and buy waders. James has all that stuff ready and waiting for you. So we can take you out. And even if it's something that you're like, hey, I know Clint, but I don't know James. I don't know that I want to go and hang out with a total stranger. Cool. Call me up. We'll set up some time where I can make it out and we can go with you, which I'd love to take you out, Jonathan. Let's go set up a time. Um, As soon as we're out of bear hunting season and, and into some time, I'd love to take you out and go out and hang out with James because he's got all the stuff. But to, to watch you go out and fish the river for a day and and have a good time, I think it would be awesome. So we'll set up some time to go do that. I want people to realize that these are, we can make this easier than what it is. Um, And it doesn't have to be this big intimidating thing.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And that, that's a thing that again, I know for me personally, I, I, I take it for granted sometimes that I grew up in North Carolina. We did camping all the time. I was always outside playing around. I loved animals. Uh, you know, I went through the scouting program, wilderness survival stuff, and absolutely loved it. But that was part of who I was growing up. And so it just transitioned when I came out west to the Rocky Mountains and a little bit different. Uh, terrain, et cetera. Um, and again, trying to avoid as much sun as possible because we don't have as many trees here as we do out East. Uh, but you know, in, in all reality, I take that for granted sometimes. And that's why that was a big reason why I started doing what I do as well is just, I, I would go into my office at the time and people would just ask me like, how did you go hiking with your kids? I'm like, easy, a $20 baby carrier. And, uh, you know what I had on, like, it's really not that big of a deal. And I forget that people don't look at it that way. And so that that's, that's huge just getting people started in the outdoors. And that's really cool that you're able to connect them with, because that's, that's another thing too. You don't want to go to some remote location with some dudes you don't know, but you're paying him 500 bucks for the day. And you're like, well, what if I don't like the guy that's, you know, that could be a make or break for spending that kind of money with someone for an entire day to go fishing. Um, that that's cool that you're willing to set up those times and and of course, you know, I'd I'd love to go out there as soon as you get your bear down. Um, and we can set up some time and uh, you know, that that'd be really cool. But in basically what it boils down to is just get outside. <laughs> just getting outside and enjoying those adventures. And getting a tattoo by Clint, of course, would be awesome. If you guys are in for a tattoo and you're in the local area, definitely hit Clint up because he likes to draw and draw them people and stab them afterwards. Um, and then send you on your way with a nice hug and, and a thank you. Um, if you get, I think the hug comes first and then maybe if you're a good client, he'll give you a thank you, something like that. But, uh, you know, thank you to my clients. In, in, it's just, oh, okay, well then there you go. <laughs> 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 oh, my gosh. Uh, So, yeah. Is there anything else that you wanted to bring up as far as spark, spark, advent spark adventure? I'm going to keep calling it. You know what? Screw it. Spark industries. Is there anything else that you want to bring up about spark that, uh, that you, that you want to, you know, share with other people or, or let them know about, um, you know, just as we're wrapping up here.
1: Yeah. If, if they're curious about any of the stuff, just go check out our Instagram and, and you'll kind of see what we're about. But uh, be on the on the watch for for stuff that maybe you haven't tried, and uh, even if it is something that you've tried and you you love it, we're going to take you on a new adventure. And whether whether you've caught a thousand fish or you've never caught a fish before, or if you've shot a thousand arrows and you've never shot Utah attack with us, I guarantee that Jonathan knows that there's nothing quite like shooting with us. And <laughs> um. I, I just really want to show that to people. Um in the future, we are gonna have uh kind of a uh community of people that I would go out of my way to trust. So like James, our fly fishing guide, he's going to be part of that community where it's kind of like spark certified of, Hey, you're going to have an amazing time with this person. If you go out there um, and that's a, that's a personality that you can trust and you can go out and you can have a good time and I trust them and they that's why they're a part of that list. And so it is going to be things that we have that are added together of, Hey, I want to go and do this. I didn't win the giveaway, but I still want to go and put a little bit of effort into this. I'm going to go out with James or whatever it may be. Um, and we'll, we'll figure it out from there, but that's, That's stuff down the road a little ways um, after we get a few of these giveaways under our belt.
0: I just had a new idea pop up. So you're going to, you're going to start branding people with your tattoo spark certified. You're going to come up with some fancy like icon. So people will know that if they see that on the guide, or the outfitter they're like ah okay it's got Clint's approval we're good to go exactly it's like a little brand i love it <laughs> a little brand yeah you're going to sneak it into their next tattoo <laughs>
1: yeah it's going to be awesome. That's awesome we'll make it happen
0: sweet yeah guys so uh, yeah exactly so i'll leave uh i'll leave the links down below guys for all of Clint's stuff and all of uh spark and and the actual name for the company i'll leave that down in the (laughs) links down below so you can go check it out get entered in on these giveaways uh and you guys honestly i clint's an amazing individual he may you know kind of come off as maybe a little hunched over it's because he again he likes to hunch over and draw on people Uh, but when he stands up straight he's about six foot tall um he's got an awesome beard and uh you know clint is just an amazing individual he's a hard worker. I can't stress enough uh, how just blessed I am to have him as a friend. Uh, He's just a great guy. And go check out his stuff. Go check out his artwork on his page. Again, I'll leave the links down below and anything to get into Spark Adventures uh, going forward. So thanks again, Clint, for your time today. And as I always say, guys, get out, live your life, and love it. All right, guys. As you can see, Clint is just a genuine individual. Uh, That's really what he is. He he might come off as grumpy if you run into him on the street. He does have a little bit of RBF. (laughs) But he is such an amazing individual. He is going to get you where you need to go through these spark adventures that he's got going on. These giveaways. Go check them out. They're on his Instagram. And then, of course, you can go to his website. I'll leave the links down below, guys. Go check those out and get in on these adventures. Clint has overcome a lot of learning curve and he wants to skip that for you so you can just get out and enjoy it and and not have the hurdles of either spending lots of money to get the nicest gear or having to learn how to do it on your own. So definitely go check it out. Uh, Again, I can't say it enough. Clint's an amazing individual. Go follow his stuff. And if you need a tattoo as well, go check his stuff out. He's got some of the best work that I've seen. So with that being said, guys, again, just a reminder, if you got something out of this, Share the show, leave a review, helps more than you know, it's free for you to do, takes less than a minute, go hop on over there, leave a review, and if you're on YouTube, go subscribe, leave a comment, and I would really appreciate that as we continue to grow here in the podcast. Thank you so much, and of course, this being Mother's Day weekend, Mother's Day is tomorrow Sunday, so happy Mother's Day to all you mothers out there. Thank you so much for all the sacrifices that you make, all the things that you do for your kids, for your spouses. You're just the glue that holds families together. And if you're a single mom out there, you do amazing work. Thank you so much to all the mothers out there. I've been blessed to have an amazing wife that is a great mother to our children. I couldn't ask for more. And my mom has been an amazing mother as well. And, of course, grandparents, my grandmothers, have been outstanding. They've taught me so much. So thank you. Again, happy Mother's Day. Hope you guys have an amazing rest of your weekend. And, of course, get out, live your life, and love it.